COU Colombia. One of the best days of the year. Start your selection Sunday. Start your Sunday. KCOU 88.1 FM. We are out of concussion protocol. We are back <laughs> in the studio. We are ready for another big day of college hoops. We are ready for the wildest week of the NFL offseason. With legal tampering kicking off tomorrow. Free agency legally on Wednesday. Tournament tips off on Thursday. NFL draft a month and a half away. Jonathan Litskin sitting across from me. I am. Lady was in Kansas City this week. Uh, yesterday likely I was. Out, likely outnumbered. Caught, yeah. a, caught a couple of good games. Caught one really bad game. Yeah. One, one, one second game was good. First game was horrendous. But we're back. We are back. The we 13th back. of March, 2022. We did the show last year. I did Selection Sunday show with David. I don't know where, where Liddy was that morning. Selection show? Yeah. Well, you, you weren't on the show. This day, I guess you were on the co-host. No, I wasn't on the show yeah, yeah, last I, year, so that makes sense. That would make sense. A lot to talk about. A lot of NFL news. I feel like the last like three weeks we had nothing to talk about NFL. We did, like, I don't even, did we even do a show last week? We had to. Um. No, last week we did uh, Marathon to Sunday, or Sorry in March. Yeah. We did that two weeks ago. I, don't, I think we didn't do a show one week. Yeah, I was out of town one week. But now we got a lot of college basketball to talk about. Or, well, I'm, I'm, st- I'm, I'm still recovering from, you know. <laughs> As you can tell. A lot of NFL to talk about. We'll get to college basketball later. Russell Wilson was traded. Yeah. I said For a it. lot. Russell Wilson, after spending 10 years with the Seattle Seahawks, I believe eight trips to the postseason, two trips to the Super Bowl, one Lombardi trophy, he is out and heading to the Rocky Mountains, to Denver. We'll play for the Broncos. The Hall, a large one. What is it? Multiple first-round picks, second-round pick, Drew Locke, quarterback, Noah Fant, the tight end, Shelby Harris, the defensive lineman, all on way of Denver. And I want to raise this question. How much closer is Denver to the Super Bowl than they were before, I guess, the Drew Locke. Or before the, the Russell Wilson trade. Um, I definitely think they're significantly closer, but I still think there's work to be done. You know, you know, they gave up a lot. And that that team, even outside of a quarterback, was not complete. They, they have a f- new coaching staff. They have a new quarterback. The receiving core should be good, but it's unproven. Um... Their offensive line had a good year, but I still don't trust it. And frankly, like you said, they traded away a lot. So there's work to be done. I, th- I think they still need to fill some roster holes, including pass rushers and linebackers. But they, they Russell Wilson is a top seven quarterback in the league. He gets them closer to a Super Bowl. Russell Wilson in 2018 had a passer rating. Of 110.9. Since it has gone down each year. 106.3 in 2019. 105.1 in 2020. 103.1 in 2021. He did miss games last year with a hand injury. I I think we're going to look back in a few years. And I think Seattle is going to have the better half of this trade. I think if there's more likely. What's more likely to happen? Seattle cashes out with some of these draft picks, gets themselves a new franchise quarterback, and goes from there. Or Denver and Russell Wilson just pans out. They make a Super Bowl. Or Russell Wilson kind of rewrites kind of his legacy because he won a Super Bowl in his second year. He was far from the reason that team won the Super Bowl. Uh, he was carried by Hall of Famers on that defensive side. Russell Wilson was more of a game manager for that team. I think it's much more likely we get the Seattle side of that. I think... A lot of it actually depends on how Jerry Judy kind of pans out because there's no doubt this guy can be a top 10 receiver in in football, but he's had drop problems that can be fixed. Like that's something that 
he can control and get better at. But they haven't they haven't had the receivers the last couple of years to pair with bad quarterback play, and so that's that's going to be a recipe for disaster. And can that offensive line play well again? I'm not so sure. I, I think they have some decent guys, but I think they overachieved as a unit this year. You think Denver overachieved this year? Uh, their, their offensive line, I think, overachieved this yeah, year. Yeah, no, I'd agree with that. Denver has a really good group of receivers. Jerry Judy, uh, Cortland Sutton, um, Tim KJ, Patrick. KJ Hamler, Tim Patrick. And I think Hamler is going to turn out to be something pretty good also. We know what he was capable of at Penn State a few <laughs> years ago. I think he was injured the first couple of years he, in the pros. He, he's good to pair with Russ. Yeah, no, a speedy deep guy like that. But do you know also had really good receivers? Russ had really good receivers in Seattle. DK is a top ten-ish receiver. Tyler Lockett was a perfect fit for Russ. They had Josh Gordon for a couple of years. Uh, they got Russ all the tight ends he wanted. They had Jimmy Graham. A uh, few other. I mean, Will Disley was really good when he was with Seattle. They gave him Gerald Everett. Like it's not like weapons weren't an issue with Seattle. Mm-hmm. He had Marshawn Lynch for all those years. Uh, Denver's got a really good young running back, Javante Williams. We'll see what they do with Melvin Gordon. The offensive line is kind of, Seattle had a bottom five offensive line in the league. I'm not sure Denver's was too far off. It's crazy to think that, like, this could still be a run first team, and like, they might be better because of it. Like, I think Javante Williams is going to be really good this year. I think he'll also. If their offensive line is fine in front of him, then Denver is better off running the ball. And obviously, now they have the quarterback play that they don't have to worry about, like getting into like second and long, third and long situations. Because Drew Locke, with with all due respect, is not good. He's not not even close. And he he shows flashes, but he wasn't good for Denver at all. And Teddy Bridgewater, it was fine, but he doesn't move like move a team. Yeah, like he, like they they need to upgrade somehow. And they did, but. You know, like they're, they're closer, but they're, like I said, there's holes still there. I still have my doubts. I still, I think there's ways to go. And Nathaniel Hackett's never been a head coach in the NFL before. Like first year head coach with a veteran quarterback. I know he's been with Aaron Rodgers for all those years. And the, the mm-hmm. defense, I think, maybe overachieved a little bit. They have. We'll see if they get Von Miller back. But even if they do, like, what are your profound memories of Von Miller on Denver last year? Not really any. Exactly. Like, we remember he made all those great plays with the Rams. But he I think also, he kinda, it was extra motivation. He was playing for a ring. Like, I'm not sure he's going to be that player again with Denver next year. He only had a few plays in the postseason last year. It was mostly in the, the Tampa Bay game when Tampa Bay had an injured right tackle. And, you know, Worfs wasn't even really playing much in that game. It's also much they, harder much harder to block a guy like Von Miller when you're playing on the same defensive line as Aaron Donald. Exactly. They have a, some good corners. I like Patrick Sertain a lot. The linebacker group's okay. They've got Alexander Johnson, Josie Jewell. I just, I think this is a 10 and 7 team next year. I'm not, I think Denver is a, a very similar team to Seattle as the Seattle team like two or three years ago. Not, I think this year's Seattle team was a mess. Um, Russell Wilson's gotten progressively worse over the last few years. I, I just don't think he's leading Denver to the Super Bowl in the next year or so. Yeah. Um, also, I want to throw out a stat real quick. And I, I don't know if this is still. This still holds up because I know we had the end of the year, but I, I would guess it 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 did. Um, Russell Wilson, um, since the loss to the Cardinals on Sunday Night Football in 2020, Harry, you remember that game? Great game. Um, overtime. Yeah. Um, since that he threw loss, the pick to Isaiah Simmons. Since that loss to the Cardinals, Russell Wilson has more games throwing for under 200 yards than he does for over 300 yards. Yeah. Now he's got a more offensive coach, to his credit. Mm-hmm. He's got a young guy. Like, I don't think Hackett's that young, but he's got a more offensive-minded than, mm-hmm. let's say, Pete Carroll and uh, the other the offensive coordinator they brought in from the Rams. I, I also year. think, like, Seattle needs to hit on draft picks for this to work yeah, out. Because they, they haven't hit Seattle on draft picks the last couple of years. They also haven't really had a lot of, like, a lot of their picks have also been in the late 20s. Like, when's the last time Seattle was picking, like, in the top 20? They also because they traded those Jamal Adams picks. It's just like, it's just like their history, like their history the last couple of years. What do you think they should do? It's so weird. What do you think? They, so now they have the ninth pick in the draft. They added the second round pick from Denver. What do you think their strategy should be this offseason? Um, I, I can't imagine they go away from Drew Locke after trading for him. Um, so I think he's probably their quarterback week one next year. With that being said, 
get, like get like go get good pass rushers and good offensive linemen and like just like get your team ready for like when you want to draft your franchise quarterback because like it's probably going to be next year they're going to be really bad and they're so. going to they're going to have a shot at getting younger Stroud and or whoever is behind him like we we don't know there's always a third quarterback that I feel like Van Dyke. there's always someone that emerges as like a first round pick yeah. and when we don't think like no one would have thought Kenny Pickett was going to be right one of the top so, guys or whoever it's going to be but like don't like play around with this, so to speak. Like they they've had some weird picks in the last couple of years. Jordan Brooks in the first round in tw- yeah, twenty twenty. Defender from Texas Tech. Yeah, it's just. Uh. And then like, they like should, they last, should year, last year, you know who Seattle's first draft pick was? Um, it was in the oh uh, uh, D Eskridge. Yeah, Dwayne Eskridge. It was in the How late second round. How many catches did D Eskridge have last year? The over under is like seven and a half. Oh my god, he was terrible. He like, and there were still decent receivers on the board that they just like passed up on. So the Rams got off the hook so well. The Rams got off the hook by taking two to a twelve in the second round. And he didn't do anything last let's year. Let's not forget that this is the last year that Seattle doesn't have their own first round pick. The Jets well, they have, have, yeah, well, they the have Jets the have it. Pick. They have the ninth pick. Their their pick is ten. It's right, be, it's right before the Jets. So it's not like they have like these this like plethora of first round picks. Like they needed these these picks because they didn't have any because the d- disaster of Jamal Adams trade. Yeah, I think they should take someone like Thibodeau. Maybe we'll see what kind of offensive lineman is still. Yeah, there, if Th- Thibodeau's there, I think they're they're going pass rusher. Build the structure of your team because Thibodeau, I think, is going to drop a little bit. Build the structure, and then next year go get a Bryce Young, go get a CJ Stroud. <laughs> don't don't panic right now and trade Metcalf or trade Tyler Lockett. Keep those guys around. Continue to build that team. They're probably going to go three and fourteen next year. Be one of the worst teams in the league. <laughs> Get your quarterback for the future. And the division's really hard. So yeah, like, Cardinals, they're all playoff teams. That's like they could, they could go 0-6 in the division, and it wouldn't surprise me one bit. Yeah, I agree with that. Let's go to the other trade in the AFC West. This one's probably not going to make you too happy. Khalil Mack, the edge rusher for the Bears, formerly of the Raiders, traded to the Los Angeles Chargers, I believe, for a third? It was a... S- was it a, a second and a fifth or a third and a fifth? I believe it was a second and a sixth. A second and a sixth for Khalil Mack. Heading to the L.A. Chargers, Lid. Mack had some really good years with the Bears, the Defensive Player of the Year finalist, I believe his first year in 2018. Didn't really pan out to the, the hype of that trade, a couple of first-round picks for him. Now he's heading to L.A. to join Joey Bozo. It's going to be an electric pass rush. What are your, your thoughts on the trade initially? Well, who, which side do you want to hear about first? Let's hear the Bears side of that because I think that's your more emotional side. Um, I'll give you the L.A. side. This this is exactly why um, I'm in favor of get, drafting uh, line play and building up line play before getting your franchise quarterback because Justin Fields can be really good now and they literally have nothing around him. They like our pass rush is going to be bad next year. It might be okay because we still have um, we still have Robert Quinn. Still have Roquan Smith, but, like, it's just, it's frustrating when you, when you get, you trade what you did for Mac, and then now he's has injury problems, and now you're trying to rebuild around Justin Fields, and that's, like, kind of what you get for him. He's, a, he's an expensive player that really you have no use for anymore because you're not trying to win. So you might as well get what you can for him and clear the cap space. So that way, next year, in a really good receiver class, you can a really good receiver free agent class, you can sign a guy for your franchise quarterback, and that, that's pretty much what, what the thought process is here. But you know, no first round pick, which would be in the top ten to draft a premium. But they, but they trade use that pick to trade for Fields. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's hard to kind of be upset about that. No, it's just tough because by the time this team is good again, Fields, Fields is going to have to get paid. If, if he's worth it. And especially with Rodgers. We don't need to talk too much about that, but Rodgers now going back to the Packers. Mm-hmm. We talked about that a couple shows ago. I'll give you the LA side of that. They already had a top four, top five pass rusher in the sport in Joey Bosa. Now you add probably another top five guy with Khalil Mack. They're a Jordan Davis pick away at 14 from having the best defensive line in the sport by a wide margin. Yeah, I'd say that's pretty close. Yeah, Jordan Davis, as a rookie, on that defensive line, We'll make it the best defensive line in the sport. Well, they need, needed run stoppers, and Cleo Mack is a great run stopper. Uh, arguably the best run stoppers and edge in the league. And they still have so much cap room to spend. Mm-hmm. They have a ton, and 
I personally think they're going to draft the wide receiver at 17. Uh, um, is it 17 or is it 14? 17. Okay, 17. 14 is Baltimore. Okay. Um, I I can see it go either way. And I wouldn't be – because I, I like the Chargers. I think they're, they're a good team. I'm rooting for them. I could see them going both ways of that. The receiver, we know they just gave Mike Williams the uh, mm. three-year deal. Three, it's worth $60 million. Spent a lot of money on him. It's only, But that deal is only worth a lot for the first two years. They can easily get off it in the third year. I, they couldn't let him walk away. They had the money to spend. Mm-hmm. And – I don't think they're going to spend a lot of money. This is a really weak wide receiver free agency class. They're not going to go after a guy like Allen Robinson or you know, DJ Chark or someone in that range. I don't think they're going to trade for another receiver. Jamison Williams at 17. That would be dangerous. They need, they need a deep threat with, with how good Herbert well, is. So they have Josh Palmer. They have Mike Williams. They have Keenan Allen. Uh, they don't really have Jalen Guyton. I feel like they need to draft a tight end in the second round. Could you imagine if they like went Williams at 17 in the second Trey round? McBride. Took, like, Trey McBride, I was going to say. But I feel like they need to get a, a defensive tackle. Like, who's who's the f- best free agent? Like, no tackle. Um, I'm trying to think. Because they, they have the money to spend it. Because yeah, Jerry Tilly's not going to. No, it's definitely good. Here's, here's the problem. And this is kind of why I think like the Broncos will be better than the Chargers next year. Is. Oh, I have Ka- to disagree with that. Khalil Mack. I think the Chargers win 13 games next year. Really? Yeah. Khalil Mack um, filled one of, like, nine holes on defense. Like, they had—the Chargers had, like, three good defensive players last year. And now they have four. So, well, I don't it's know. a pretty think, weak defensive tackle. Like, free, I can't find, like, a single best one. Defensive. Like, Akeem Hicks? One. Yeah, I mean, the Bears aren't re-signing him, so— yeah, maybe take, it's gonna be tough. Eddie, Eddie Goldman, maybe he's young. Yeah, that, that could be a good one. There's there's a couple different ways they could go with this, and they can give people they can give players the money they want because they have so much so much cap space. And then if they draft someone like Jameson Williams or like maybe Olave, Olave's kind of similar to Olave's uh, too similar to Keenan Allen, I think they they need. That's what someone was suggesting to me that the uh, that the Washington Commanders should take uh, Garrett Wilson. I'm like, no, he's so similar to McLaurin. To Terry. Mm-hmm. I th- I think Jamison Williams. They they need a guy that like they need a guy that Herbert can throw to down the field. Like they don't have that right now. Jo- Josh Palmer is like supposed to be that guy, but he's not there yet. No, the, uh, I think that they need Jamison Williams. Yeah, I think that'd be a home run for them. I think if they hit on those guys, if they get another receiver, and if they draft someone like Trey McBride, that team could win thirteen games next year. They also need another. <laughs> I think they're gonna pay Gilmore. That's my gut feeling. Yeah, I mean, line him up next to Asante Samuel. Like, yeah, they have, they, they have a lot of money to spend, and like, I have a feeling even in that tough division, they're gonna try, they're gonna try to go for it. I have a stat for you. I took a screenshot of this morning. I'll pull it up now because this is a good time for it. Oh baby! In recent years, the past six years, the top spender in free agency. This is what their win total has increased by. In 2016, it was the Giants. They added five more wins. <laughs> 2017, the Jaguars added seven more wins. 2018, the Bears added seven more wins. 2019, the Jets were the highest spenders. They added three more wins. 2020, the Dolphins' highest spenders added five wins. Last year, Patriots' highest spender won th- added three wins. There's an all likelihood the Chargers will be the highest spender this offseason. Yeah. They were 9-8 and eight last season. Let's add, add three, three wins four, to the total. Four. Something like that. Because three was the minimum number you put out and there. And we saw a number as high as seven. I don't think the Chargers are going 15-2 and two next year. Or 16-1 16 16 for that matter. Um, we'll get to the Chargers a lot in NFL previews and whatever happens this week. But I I think they're going to spend a lot of money this week. Uh, well, Carson Wentz. I can't believe teams are still trading for this guy. I can't believe Washington of all teams traded for this guy. How much closer is Washington to the Super Bowl than they were at this time last week? None. Like, hey, I, and like, Theo Ash said this in a video he did, so I'm, I'm going to say it because I thought it was a good point. Did their Super Bowl odds move, like, at all I don't think after that trade? I don't think so. Like, is Carson Wentz— yeah, I, I saw Carson Wentz going to put Car- four games in January. If Carson Wentz is— if Carson, Carson Wentz is better than Taylor Heineke. But, like, going from— the 26th best quarterback in the league to the 18th best quarterback in the league isn't a move that wins you a Super Bowl. They're better off drafting a Malik Willis or a Matt yeah. Corral or something like that. Like, you, you, like, Carson Wentz is a decent quarterback, but, like, 
their defense was not very good last year. They they need those guys to start playing in the elite level again like they did in 2020. They're still short a wide receiver, which they can get at 11, I guess. They need, they need a receiver. Um, Who's their number two receiver? Beats me. I'm Like, Denami Brown? They have Adam Humphreys? Uh, like, Golden? I forgot. The, I, they I have, don't know. They have Indiana? Like, I don't know. It's... It's, it's McLaurin no, and no one. No tight end also. And Antonio Gibson, I was I was texting this to someone, a uh, friend that goes to Ohio State, and I think I got to find it because it I have to get it exactly right. Um, it was about the, the running back, uh, Gibson. And I said... I like it. I said, Washington likes Gibson so much, they meant... They meant I can't speak anymore. They like Gibson so much, they benched him multiple times last year for J.D. McKissick. Multiple times last year, they benched Gibson. That's how much they like him. That team needs weapons badly. Mm-hmm. And I don't think Garrett Wilson's their guy, but maybe a Drake London, maybe a Traylon Burks. Yeah, if those guys are still on the board. Bi- I think those are the first two wide receivers taken. A so. big receiver would be good for Wentz. Uh, but it was two third-round picks. One of them can become a second-rounder if Wentz plays 70% of Washington snaps next year. Like he's kind of stayed healthy last year, except when he missed the game with. Did he miss the game with COVID or not? I don't think he missed. No, the game. he didn't. They changed the rule that week. Yeah, just so he could lose to the Raiders. <laughs> they won that game. They would have made the playoffs. It's crazy yeah. how like how like there's a team every year. Those the Colts last year. They like peaked in like the that peaks like the middle of December, and then they just like collapse. Absolutely collapse. Like how that team that team beat New England at home, and then missed yeah. the playoffs. They went to Arizona and won. Yeah. On on Christmas Day. Yeah, and then they lost to the Raiders at home, and then lost in Jacksonville. Just a disaster. Like, I guess Ron Rivera, it's like a, it's a really pressure year for them next. Like, they have to make the playoffs next year. Be very competitive for him to keep his job. Like, does he think Wentz gives him a chance to? The, I know the NFC is very weak. And they play in a weak division. He, he's kind of in a situation like similar to Matt Rule, except Matt Rule has like a a I, weird team. He's got, he has an owner that wants to spend a lot of money. Also, yeah, he's he's in a position where like you've missed on you like missed missed on. Ryan Fitzpatrick, you missed on Heineke. Like, I mean, you, you, you kind of, they were kind of in a position like where you need to hit on a quarterback. But then and they go trade for Carson Wentz. Exactly. Like, that's not hitting on a quarterback. <laughs> so, it I felt like a really, because they offered, what, three first round picks for Russell Wilson and it was declined. Yeah, they missed on that. I feel like they got really desperate. And it's like, oh, who do we call it? San Francisco? Let's just, let's just go for Carson Wentz. Like, I don't know if Garoppolo is available, but like he was a better like even Kirk Cousins like would probably well, Kirk Cousins is not going back to Washington, Lydia. Nah, that, that's true. That that's bridge true. burnt down a long time that's ago. That's true. Buddy. I didn't think about that one, you're, but you're, like you're I I like wonder like I wonder if they got desperate and like didn't want to like wait for like Sean Watson to Sean Watson to like clear. And Watson doesn't have no trade clause, so like they could have actually done that for him. So yeah, it was it was weird. I feel like I feel like they were better off waiting for Watson, but like they didn't want to take that risk. Of like losing out on yet another quarterback. So let's let's get to Watson. Uh, let's not talk about the legal issues because we're not experts in that and we don't have all the answers there. No, nope, not one bit. Which teams make sense for him? Because uh, we know he's gone. I still think Carolina is the top option, and I've said that for I, I believe a couple months now. Yeah, the, people want him to go to Carolina. Like my, last year. My, my thought process has always been what I just said with Ron Ron Rivera. Matt, Matt Rule sitting here. You have year one, you missed on Teddy Bridgewater. Year two, Sam Darnold was a disaster. They gave you another year, even though they probably shouldn't have because you missed the most important position on the field twice. You need to hit on a quarterback. And Deshaun Watson's hitting on a quarterback, like, so clearly. So It's the, it's the best quarterback. I guess that's wrong because Tom Brady hit the market. But, like, it's the trade asset he has right now is – Incredible. And I wonder what Houston can get for him. Mm-hmm. They have, the, the Panthers have the capital. They have players to trade trade for him. And people stop being like, oh, they can trade Christian McCaffrey. No one wants to trade for Christian McCaffrey. He's been injured back-to-back no back years. $17 million or whatever he's worth for a running back. Mm-hmm. Especially yeah. that, well, the, I don't know if the Texans are interested in doing. And do the Panthers really want, like, I've seen Brian Burns' name floated out there, too. Do the Panthers really want to trade, like, their, their best, best offender? Yeah. Like, I don't know about that one. Brian Burns is their best player. Yeah. So, like, I would trade, like, players, but, like, not, not like, not like him. No. Like, not, not like. Maybe give up, like, a, like DJ Moore. If he's yeah, because, really like, him. Burns is still pretty young. Yeah. Like, he's he's in his 20s, I believe. So Burns was taken, like, three years ago. 
Yeah, I, Florida I, State. Yeah, he was great there. Um, but yeah, no, I like, like like that just just like doesn't make sense to me. And like teams don't want a running back. No, I I agree with that. It's, like Houston's trying to rebuild. They're not going to trade for an expensive running back who like doesn't help them at all and like can't stay on the field. What about Tampa Bay? That would be so interesting. I could see it just because like they can give up players and still be good. So here's here's my theory with Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay has been, would you say, the most irrelevant NFL franchise outside of the last two years in your lifetime? Um, I'm trying to think, but like, yeah, Jacksonville maybe. Like, well, Jacksonville got to a conference championship even with like Blake Bortles. Yeah, but, but like Tampa was was good when like when we were younger. We just don't remember for one year. Yeah, Jacksonville was good for one year. Yeah, that, okay, that's true. <laughs> Maybe last like I don't know. No, but no, years. you're right. They're definitely Tampa, Jacksonville, a couple of those teams right near the bottom. Liddy, I'm gonna throw throw out a word. You're gonna use a lot in the next four days. The people who fill up Raymond James Stadium are a bunch of casuals. Okay. Those aren't a lot of diehard football fans. They they acted like it when they had Tom Brady and they were winning Super Bowls or a Super Bowl and got to a nearly mm-hmm. got to another one this past year. Big fans of uh Quentin Flowers at <laughs> U- USF. Yeah. I think that they desperately need someone like Deshaun Watson there. Yeah. To keep to the fans in the stadium and to keep those fans interested. Because if they don't, I'm not sure who's paying a lot of money to go see Kyle Trask. Even though I, I like Kyle Trask. Or maybe if they they want to bring in Jimmy Garoppolo. Mm-hmm. They need to make a splash here, Sonny. We need yeah. to sell tickets. <laughs> and that line gets brought up in the show once every month. They need to... Keep keep it interesting there in Tampa, and I think they should give up whatever it takes for Deshaun Watson. Here's my concern with with Tampa, and it's something that I don't think has been talked about very much, um, or even thought of. Tampa still has a very good roster. They're missing. They need like an O lineman or two, um, especially after losing well, Jensen. Well, but, Jen, we know Marpet's only like on Jensen's still a free agent. Okay, so yeah, yeah, they the. They need a couple offensive linemen, but like they kept Godwin, Mike Evans still there. They have very good receivers. They have a very good defense um, that was hurt a lot last year, but still has very good players. Tampa, even with like an average quarterback, should be like a wild card team at worst. Well, could, especially in a weekend, that, that division's so bad. They, they can win that division easily with an average quarterback. My concern with them and trading for Deshaun Watson is those first-round draft picks that are going to be so coveted by the Texans aren't going to be very high. So, like, when you're not picking, like, in the top, like, 10, top 15, like, when those picks are, like, mid-late tw- late 20s, like, they should be for, for a team with this roster, I think Houston's probably a little less inclined to get those picks. No, I, I think that makes sense. Carolina is picking, what, 10? Six. Oh, they it's that high. They're picking six this year. Yeah, the Texans. If they're picking three and six, and they, like, I think Davis Mills is a decent young quarterback mm-hmm. who can, you know, put together a solid NFL career. Right. Like, go build around that. Go get an offensive lineman. Go get a corner, a safety. A, a, a what's his name? A Hamilton. Go get you know, Equanu from NC State if he's around there. Go get Evan Neal. Like, yeah. They can really build their team, especially. You, you can get two. They they might have the court. I'm not saying they do. They might have the quarterback position figured out, and like they don't need to take a quarterback there. Mm-hmm. So yeah. They can really build around that team. If mm-hmm. the worst case scenario, Davis Mills drops off a little next year, you can, you know, go draft a Bryce Young, a yeah. CJ Stroud, right. uh, Alex. O- no, not Alex O'Connell. Um, Aiden O'Connell. Yeah, I, I, I think you card. need to keep Mills and just like you need to see what you have at least to an, to an extent because like. He like he didn't start the whole year last year. He did a relatively small smaller sample size. He had a good December though. Yeah, he had a really good end of the year. That game against the Chargers was fantastic. Yeah, but you, you kind of you kind of need to see what you have with him. Another team I would float out there is the Philadelphia Eagles. Okay, I was seeing Cleveland. Yeah, uh, they, don't I mean, the, they don't have the they, draft a, capital for it. Though. No, they don't. And but they're a quarterback away. So they're Deshaun Watson away from being like a. Contender in that conference. They would win that division with Deshaun Watson. I think next, so. next well, year. Baltimore's going to be very good next year, I think, also. Dan, we're, we have to mention the team that just went to the Super Bowl. Well, so, um, But Philadelphia has three first-round picks. I do like Jalen Hurts probably a little more than mo- mo- most. But, like, if Philadelphia could get their hands on a guy like Deshaun Watson, like, 
There's no reason to keep Jalen Hurts. No, I, I and they have three first round picks this mm-hmm. year. Give up all those. So, they, could get, they could realistically give up four first round picks for Deshaun Watson. Yeah, yeah, and you probably like you probably could keep one of those picks that this year and get yourself like a good a good wide receiver to. Oh, they're going to receive in the first round for the third straight year. Mm-hmm. I mean, they pretty much didn't draft in 2020. So <laughs> the are so bad. They they, they I cannot believe that. Yeah, and then Smith's good, and they have what Goddard and a decent. They went through a playoff team last year. <laughs> you know what's even you know what's even funnier like about that that like nobody talks about with that Rager pick is like not only did the Vikings draft Jefferson like right after draft after him, but like. The, the fourth, ba- fourth, like the four receivers drafted after that were are all good. Like Higgins, Ayuk was the next one taken. Then I believe it was Down Higgins, Michael you. Pittman. <laughs> like all of those guys are good, and they it drafted Rager. Yeah, uh, that's fill in the blank. Philadelphia is the blank best team in the NFC with Deshaun Watson. Who can you confidently say there is better than them? San Francisco. Okay. The Rams. Yep. That's it. Not Green Bay. Oh, Green Bay. Yeah, I, I keep like forgetting that like they get Rodgers back because I, I like wasn't planned for that. Um, you expect him to walk away? No, I didn't. I actually expected him to go back. But like the the my pretty much rule is like when with this offseason stuff is you have to act like a team doesn't have a quarterback until they do. Yeah. So yeah, those those three they're they're right up there with Dallas. I think if they get Sean Watson. Yeah. Quickly, Amari Cooper, Cleveland thoughts. I, th- um, I think it's personally just Odell Beckham 2.0. I think it's – I don't know about that, but I think I think it'll be interesting to see what happens with Jarvis Landry because I personally would – I think tra- could trade I him. personally would trade him and dra- just draft a wide receiver at 13. Go get like a Garrett Wilson? Like – A lot of it? What, what, what's stopping the Browns from like – like is Jarvis Landry really going to be better than Garrett Wilson next year? No. Exactly. Not necessarily at least. I, or, I or like, like, like Traylon Burks, like the Dolphins could trade for Landry, the Jets, Patriots, even like what if like the Chargers? There are teams that'll want him. Yeah, there definitely. there are teams that are really wide receiver needy. Exactly. So, I I think it's gonna be Odell Beckham 2.0 with Amari. Amari's a good route runner, very good hands, and he has a very inconsistent quarterback. Yeah, that's uh, still there. Let's go to a break. Come back. We'll do rapid fire NFL free agency predictions and talk a little March Madness. KCU 88.1 FM. This is start your Sunday. Hello, everyone. You're listening to KCOU 88.1, and this is the Karma Killers. The Army National Guard plays a vital role in your community. We're on the front lines supporting essential personnel, first responders, law enforcement, and medical professionals, delivering food, supplies, and medicine, keeping communities safe, making a difference. During emergencies, we're always ready, always there. Learn more about part-time service in the Army National Guard at NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Missouri Army National Guard. Aired by the Missouri Broadcasters Association at this station. Look at me, busy as a bee. Where'd I get all this energy? Oh, man. Mm, man. I don't sleep and I don't eat, but I've got the cleanest house on the street. Oh, man. Mm, man. Get these hairs all out of my face. Get these bugs all out of my place. One more hit. No time to waste. Oh, meth. Oh, meth. Everyone has their favorite bench player. Well, yours can be too. Starting Left Bench is a sports variety talk show with your two new favorite bench warmers. Join Justin Bear and Peyton Heverman as they discuss almost anything and everything in the sports world and some things outside of it. Join us on the bench Mondays at 3 p.m. on KCOU 88.1 FM to hear some goofiness and talk that you would hear from your favorite bench warmers. Starting left bench for those not good enough to go pro. We're excited for you to join us on the bench and we'll see you there. My name is Chase Madison. And I'm Luke Magnanti. And we are Cup of Bro. A sports radio talk show right here on KCLU 88.1 FM. Join us at 11 a.m. on Fridays for some fun sports talk. 
featuring our bro segment, where we talk about everything that happens off the field. And drink a little bit of coffee, too. So be sure to tune in to see what we got brewing up. Welcome back to KCOU 88.1 FM. Start your Sunday, Harrison Batnick, Jonathan Litskin, Just Dance, because a lot of teams are going dancing this week, Liddy. Yeah, that's true. Is today the best day of the year? Or is Thursday the best? What's, what's the better day? Thursday is the better day, because there's actual basketball being played. Like, I guess there is today, too. What, but you're like, interested in Texas a Tennessee? Y- yeah, but, like, I don't know. I feel like the, the selection show and, like, what follows it, like, like looking at the bracket and like seeing like oh which team has a good path which team doesn't like that's that's fun and all but like get get me to the actual games get me to the seven ten matchup between Miami and Boise State to kick off the tournament yeah let's go to some NFL free agency predictions where we think some of the top guys should and will go we already talked about Von Miller a little bit we think it's between probably the Rams or Denver Denver for him. we're at Toronto Armstead tackle for the New Orleans Saints so it's a kind of offensive line. Need a team that has cap space. Yeah. Um. The Dolphins, honestly, I feel like. I think that's a good one. Yeah, they need. You know, Austin Jackson is one of their tackles. And they just signed a coach that runs a scheme that needs offensive linemen badly. So, I, I yeah, I think the Dol- Dolphins probably are are a good one for for him. Um, the Jets need need another need more off- offensive linemen. Well, they have Fant and Beckton. Yeah, both are good, but. Yeah, and I don't know if they want to move one of them to they guard might, to sign yeah. him, but like the Jets do need offensive linemen. I was thinking Jackson would be a really good fit for Armstead. Yeah, you you think, can't keep putting Lawrence in a bad situation. Exactly. I think so they, it's that's worth spending the money for, especially if they're going to go take an Aiden Hutchinson number one overall. What about the Bengals? Maybe. I mean, they have the money to spend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do, and they had a whole side of their offensive line that needs to be worked on. So. Yep. Well, Armstead's gonna be pricey. He's good. Yeah. So JC Jackson, Patriots corner. We believe he's. I don't think he's coming back to New England. They let him hit the market. Not the first time they've you, left. You the think Gilmore is going to the going to the Chargers, right? Gilmore to the Chargers is my guess. Um, there are three teams I think for Jackson. Let's see how many you get. Three three teams for Jackson. There's three teams I think has a, have a good chance at getting him. Um, the Bengals. No. You don't think they're one of them? Not really. I don't think they're going to pay a lot of money for a corner. They have bigger needs. Um, trying to think who else. Maybe Baltimore needs a corner. but I got, That would make sense, but not necessarily. Um, who, do you th- who do you think? I, I think the Jets have a good chance of getting him. Okay. In, I, di- in division, that would, that would be. Wouldn't be the first. The Raiders, I think. Especially now that Josh McDaniels and a lot of Patriots assistants, okay. they, they desperately need a corner. Yeah, that makes sense. And then maybe the Houston Texans. That's another, I know, a lot of former Patriots down there. They Another team that doesn't need a corner that has cap room to spend. I think it'll be the Jets or Raiders for him. Jets or Raiders? So the, yeah. the Jets will pay. The, the Jets makes a lot, make, make a lot of sense. Million for Plus, I don't, think, I don't think the Jets are taking a corner in the top 10. So no, they're not going to take I, I think they're going, like, well, Maybe offensive like lineman. offensive lineman at four, wide receiver at ten. So what about Chandler Jones? Thirty-two years old, still one of the best pass rushers in the league. Uh, what's the team you think could use him? Um, hmm. I like J- Jacksonville. Just needs players, and they have so much cap space. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Like it, it's what, it's weird with them. What like, about like Baltimore? The the Baltimore needs defensive players. Their their defense was they lost Judon. They let Judon walk, and he ended up having the best season of his career last year with New England. Yeah, I feel like I could see him go there. Didn't his brother play for Baltimore at one point? Wait, what? Like, could could the Jets get him? Like, the Jets don't really need pass rushers. Their pass rush is actually pretty good. No, but, no and they get lost in back. I'm not sure that's a fit. He's from New York. He went to Syracuse. The Jets have cap space. I'm not sure that's a fit. So, I don't know. They, they, Baltimore will be my guess for Chandler Jones. Uh, Carlton Davis, another corner. He's not going to get the J.C. Jackson money. Missed a lot of you with injury. But a pro bowler the year before. Still a very good player. Uh, I think one of the corner needy teams could get him. Can Can Tampa keep him? I, I like. Yeah. They, they, they need to. I, I guess they don't really have 
a ton of cap space. If New England lets JC walk, I wonder if they'd give Carlton Davis money because he's pretty young too. Can't believe we're not getting JC Jackson back. Like, ugh, it's, it's frustrating, but like it happens all the time. Could the Bears sign Carlton Davis? The Bears have cap space now, and maybe who are their, the, who are their they, corners right now? Uh Jalen Johnson. I think Thomas Graham's probably in the, yeah, the corner that, too. And they, they like Graham. He had a good end of the year, but is he relying as a corner too? Pro- probably not. What about let's go to some receivers? Allen Robinson. I don't think he's coming back. Um, hmm. who's gonna pay Allen Robinson the big wide receiver one money? Is he gonna get wide receiver in one money? He I mean, had he's a the best terrible year. He's the best receiver in the market. Yeah, that's true. Um, it's like value at that point. I could see the Dolphins if they don't get Jar- Jarvis Landry p- paying him. He already has played in Fl- Florida. Um, the Dolphins need receivers. I-, I I could see that being a fit. What about Pittsburgh? They have so many receivers. Really? They have Deontay Johnson. Who is it after that? Juju's free agent. Claypool. I guess Juju's a free agent, and they have James Washington. But like, well, what has James Washington done that's make you think, oh, he's good? Yeah, I, I, I could see that. Maybe, um, maybe the Colts can add another. That, yeah, the Colts do need receivers. That that one could make sense. Uh, that's that's an interesting one. Who's some of the other? Christian Kirk is like surprisingly one of the best free agent wide receivers out there. I think the Car- the Cardinals probably keep him. Yeah, they they need to. Uh, that, that's interesting. Can't rely on Antoine Wesley forever, Harry. Oh, Antoine Wesley, wide receiver one. <laughs> I mean, he's moving up the depth chart. Just got to get AJ Green out of the way because he's a, he's a free agent. Where, where do you think Gilmore goes? Um, I, I kind of like the Chargers fit that you mentioned. Yeah, they, they need they need a corner too badly. So I think like they're gonna offer money to a couple of those guys and. Hopefully they strike on one of them. If they don't get him, I wonder if Washington, if they can get the cap to go pay him. Because I think they could use another corner. Yeah. I just don't know if he'd want to play there. Darius Williams, corner for the Rams. I think New England gets him. You think New England that's, gets him? That's the, the rumblings. Is if Jackson leaves, which is all likely, uh, they're going to need another corner. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't have a great year last year. Rams obviously can't pay him. That's, that's my thoughts on that. I don't know if you want to agree. No, that makes sense. Where do you have Ryan Jensen going? It, who's gonna get the best, basically the best interior offensive lineman on the market? Um, hmm, I I kind of like the Bengals for him. Yeah, that's a good one. It, it, I don't think so. I, I I think I'm under the full impression that if Linderbaum somehow gets to the Bengals, they're gonna take him. Um, but I don't think the Bengals think he's getting there. So I think they're gonna go give Ryan Jensen what, what he wants. I think Linderbaum probably goes before the Bengals pick. Yeah, no, I'll go with uh, Jensen of Cincinnati. Also, Bobby Wagner. This is a good one. Oh. Still a player with a lot of yeah. T- to go. T- he's good. Teams need interior linebackers. Um, Dallas feels like a home run because they have Dan Quinn, former defensive coordinator for Seattle, who played with Bobby Wagner. Yeah, that, that's a good one. Um. Yeah, I'm just trying to think who needs linebackers. The Colts have an interior, good interior linebackers. The Bears have good interior linebackers. Yeah, that's a, that's a that's a good call. Yeah, I don't think Denver's interested in him. I think that'd be a home run. Also, uh, Tron Matthew. I think Baltimore has his written all over it. I still think, I still think the Chiefs can't pay him, right? No, he he's gone. I don't think he's also yeah. had some like cryptic tweets recently. Yeah, which you know those kind of. Mean something, something. Yeah. Uh, mean nothing sometimes, but yeah. Um, you said who? You said Baltimore. Baltimore yeah. A lot of sense they there. need so many secondary players. Like I think I mean, they're. Like, I think they they're probably going to draft the corner at fourteen too. So. Sauce. I, I'm that thinking more be... Andrew Booth. Why Booth? I think Stingley and Gardner will both be off the board by okay. then. The Booth cornerback three. That makes sense. Maybe I wonder if they move up a little bit and try to make sure they secure one of those two guys. They still have. They still have Humphrey and Peters, right? But their depth is so yeah. bad. Their depth is so bad. Yeah. Um, kind of weak free agent class. You think Gronk's going to come back and play? In the NFL? Or is he uh, play? I don't think he's going to play. I it. think he retires. I'm not probably. sure. Buffalo's the only other team I think he'd play for, but I doubt it. Last one, Odell Beckham. What are your thoughts on him? Um, The Rams probably can't pay him. He's gone. Um, Will someone give him big money? Yeah, because he's good. Um, I could see 
who would pay, who would pay him? I, 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 think, I, I could see Vegas Vegas giving him money. I think Green Bay can get the cap. I think they do it. I know they're well under, but like obviously. Well, they're lo- they're losing Valdez Scantling, um, so they they need they do need a wide receiver. Um, but I think it's more likely they draft one because they Green Bay has no money right now. Yeah, no, I, I I think they are much more likely to clear up cap to keep one of their key, key defensive pieces than sign Odell. Yep. I like I like Vegas for for Odell. I, that'd be a good one also. Uh, I think that's it. Let's uh, let's do some quick college basketball stuff today. Recap okay. some of the games yesterday. Uh, you want to start with Duke Virginia Tech? Yeah, Duke's not playing very good defense right now. At all. And it's probably going to lead to an early exit in, in Coach K's final season. One of the, what are they ranked in defense right now in Ken Palm? Uh, 44th. Just, just, to keep, just to keep in mind, um, I was looking at this last night. Duke right now is 7th in offensive efficiency, 44th in defensive efficiency in Ken Palm. The 2017 team, they lost in the second round for just the year, 6th in offensive efficiency, 44th in defensive efficiency. So almost exact. There. Very similar. That team lost in the first second, weekend to South second Carolina. Second round to South Carolina. Yeah, Virginia Tech heading to the NCAA tournament. Uh, any reason to panic about Kentucky's loss to Tennessee yesterday? I don't think so. Again, they shot 9% from three. Kentucky, the only concern I have is like Brady's they're still out of rhythm. Like they haven't got back into it, and since Ty Ty and Wheeler returned, so Ty Ty was great. Um, in this tournament, he needs to keep playing like that. Obviously, we trust their coaching. Obviously, we trust the players they have. They need to take these four days and just kind of work out their kinks. Yeah, I think they're capable of that. Um, Big Ten, Iowa and Purdue play for the Big Ten title today. Is there a team you trust in the Big Ten that? Confidently, you think you can get to the Elite Eight Final Four? No. Teams, the two best teams are historically teams that lose in the Sweet 16 or sooner. Both Iowa and Purdue are borderline top 100 defensive teams in the country. This is great. Both, they're rightfully so, the first and second best offensive teams in the country right now. They're, they're, so today we're getting the two so best offensive teams. We're, we're getting the two best offensive teams in the country in the Big Ten Championship today. Yeah, a lot of points which in that one. is just so unlike the league. Like it's usually just a very physical defensive league, and the, the, like this is just not the case. But you need like once you get to the Sweet Sixteen, that's where like you have to have defense, and neither of these teams have that. I mean, we're getting the two best players in the conference today: Keegan Murray and uh, and Jay Nivey. Yeah, I'd argue maybe EJ Liddell is is right up there with those yeah, two. But Brad Davison. <laughs> it's it'll be interesting. I think Purdue wins that game today. Ooh, I, think it's I like Iowa. Ken Palm actually has Iowa as a one-point favorite. Really? And Purdue's mm-hmm. a two-point favorite, according to, to Vegas. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be a really good game. I forgot to mention Arkansas earlier in the SEC. Uh, I, think, I think we said this last week. that They're very J.D. Note reliant. He picked up three fouls in the first half, and it all went downhill from there. Yeah. Was I right about that one, John, or is it the jury still out? Still? Well, no, Note foul trouble has been kind of Arkansas' Achilles heel since the Elite Eight last year when he got in foul trouble against Baylor. They need him on the floor. Otherwise, their offense can't do anything. Um, they're very similar to last year, uh, minus they don't ha- really have an NBA player on this team. Um, I still like them. I still think they're a Sweet 16 team. They're draw-dependent just like any other team like is. Every team is draw-dependent. What about Kansas, the Big 12 champs? Have they figured it out? Big good week. They blew, Def- define blew, figuring it out. I mean, they what, blew out West Virginia, blew out TCU, had a really strong second half against Texas Tech. Like, can they win the national title? No. Like, can they go to the Final Four? Probably. Um, but I don't think they will. But they're not going to. Like, here, here's the thing with Kansas. I don't trust McCormick. I, think that, I still think they're soft. They have three really good perimeter players in Abaji, Brown, and Martin. Dewan Harris has been good for them, too, defensively. In, in 2018, they had a guy inside in Azubuki who was one of the best interior defenders in the country and rebounded like an animal. They don't have that this year. Yeah, their their best rebounder is unfortunately Jalen Wilson. So but they have some really good guard. Play, I, I have campaigned for Kansas, Kansas to go small, play Harris and Martin together, play Jalen Wilson at the at the five, and that's your best starting lineup. Um, but 
they're not going to do that. It's too late to try to do that. I, I think they're probably a Sweet 16 team at best. Texas Tech, a team I like a lot. Didn't play a great second half yesterday. Uh, you're not going to get a lot of wins when Kevin McCuller is going 3 from 10 from the field with 8 points. And then Shannon, 14 points. He was good in yeah, the first Will, half. Uh, Will, Brandon Williams had 17. Arms Bryson Williams, only, right? Bryson Williams, sorry. Arms only had 2 points. It's like, this team's not going to score a lot, but... I thought they hung around for a while. So I think if they were to get Kansas again, maybe if uh, one three matchup in the Elite Eight, they could get them. I still believe in Texas Tech. I'm still rotting. Yeah, no, I do is. too. And it, like, I, I trust these like defensive, like heavy teams as long as your offense isn't like abysmal. And their offense isn't abysmal. 65th in the country is not nothing to be w- concerned about. Like, I, I said, I said it a month and a half, two months ago, and I'll say it again now. This is the most confident I've ever felt about a team getting to the Final Four that I don't think can win the national championship. I'm with you on that. I think Texas Tech, Final Four team in my mind. Lastly, Pac-12, UCLA and Arizona played a great game last night. Uh, They're two two of the four teams in my mind that can win the national championship. I feel like you've kind of risen on uh, UCLA as the season's gone on. Yeah, and part of it's that like they're a lead on both ends, and part of it's just that like their preseason expectation was way too high. They were what, number three to start the year? Two. They were right behind Gonzaga, and they were – I believe receiving a couple first place votes. People have cooled down on them. But they've already lost to Gonzaga, though. That's the. Yeah, but it was early in the year, and I feel like they're better now. Um, they're. They have shooters. They have talent. They have elite defensive play. They have size. They have experience. Like Miles Johnson. Doesn't do much on the offensive end, but they don't have to play six nine Cody Riley as their tallest player anymore. That that's got to be a plus. And they they're well coached. They they check every box. Yeah, I'm, I'm still not a believer in Arizona. I think they remind me a lot of last year's Illinois inexperienced team. I just I don't see it with them. I I think they can get to the second weekend. I don't think they're gonna get to the final four. I also Baylor Baylor and Kansas one of those two. We'll not get to the second weekend. Here's I don't know your, which it's going to be. Here's your stat that you'll love that plays into your hand. With Arizona? Since 1985, no team has ever started the season unranked, finished in the top 10, and made the Final Four. That fits Arizona's criteria exactly. So, most teams um, in that criteria, I believe, lose in the like Sweet 16. Yep. Well, we'll see what happens later today. Selection Sunday, I believe. 5 p.m. Central, 6 Eastern. Mm-hmm. Start your Sunday, KCU 81.1 FM. Lady, anything? Closing thoughts? Um, No, actually. No, no. No, go Duke? Well, go Duke, but there's not a lot well, of Duke be, Will Duke still be playing basketball on this next week's show? Depends if they play Friday, Sunday, they, or if Thursday, if they play Saturday. Thursday. They're the first game's 3 o'clock Thursday against St. Peter. Or is it St. Peter's? Is that the school? Well, that's who I have them playing right yeah. now. But, like, I listen, like, I wish my bracket decided What if everything. they play Bama in the second game? Uh, Bama's not going to be a six seed. That, they're going to be a seven. They're going to be a seven. Well, if Duke's still a two. We'll We're not a two. We, but not only have we played ourselves out of the two line, but we played ourselves out of, out of playing in Greenville, I think. Well, Unless Tennessee loses today, which is possible. Oh, we'll see everyone next Sunday. KCU 80.1 FM. Thanks for joining us. Have a great weekend. See you next time.